in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, this is Archie Mason, host of That Farm Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us uh, this week for another episode. Hey, as always, check us out at agrihealth.net. You can find out more about who we are, what we do, resources that we have uh, to offer. And I believe I've said it every time, you know, it's okay not to be okay. We just want to help you not stay that way. So our goal is always, and our mission is to help provide some resources that help folks deal with the stress and strains of the farm life, what's taking place out there. You know, we've had a lot of different guests on our podcast. We've talked about recently economics. We've talked about drought. We've talked a lot about uh, input costs, stuff like that. Well, today uh, we have a guest with us. His name is Murray Benton. He's the president of Mid-South Sales. And uh, Murray, thank you for being with us today. Archie, thank you, buddy. It's a pleasure to be here. And as you are, I'm thankful for farmers. (laughs) they're, They're important to me as customers. They're important as friends. And most importantly, they represent hard work and family and God and country, which I do. So it's fun to be here. Yes, sir. Well, hey, I tell you what, you just encouraged all the farming community right there with that one brief statement. So uh, thank you for that. Now, Murray, a lot of folks may not know uh, about who you are in the in the business that you're the president of and what you do. So if you don't mind, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your family. Tell us about your business. First off, I'm, I'm thankful for my family. I've been married to Nancy for 35 years and have a son, Murray, that's married, lives in Little Rock with, with two little sweet grandbaby girls. I have another daughter, Meredith, that's in Nashville, and another daughter, Maggie, that's married in Little Rock that is a staff member there at Fellowship Bible Church. So we're uh, proud of our kids and grandkids, and uh, I'm blessed to be in a third-generation family business that my grandfather started, then my father took over, and then I bought my father out, and then recently I sold and stayed on with with a larger company. And so we are a petroleum products company that pretty much sells anything related to petroleum. We have fuels, we have lubricants, we sell pumps, tanks, those kind of things, anything that that relates to petroleum products. Hey, so Murray, you're right here based out of a, uh, well, this this operation here is based out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, but you said your grandfather started the business. Where was that? When was that? How did that happen? You know, he started in 1945, and he was from Clarksdale, Mississippi, and came over to Helena and bought out a a failing distributor there, a pure oil distributor, and began to to sell diesel fuel to farmers. He also, back then, you probably remember the days of what we call TBA, which was tires, batteries, accessories. So he he sold all those things and, and began to start our business there. We were there for probably 30 or so years, and then moved to Jonesboro and uh, moved our corporate office up here. Okay. So uh, now when you became the president or you and your dad were in 
business together. Did y'all continue to sell, do the TB, TBA stuff, or did you just move away from that? You know, we did for a while. Back in the day when I was in Helena, we we definitely had a nice tire business. I actually had a tire store, but then we sold that and concentrated. We actually ran convenience stores at one time and sold those and concentrated on the wholesale business, which is, okay. we, we don't do a lot of retail business with convenience stores. It's predominantly contractors, farmers, industrial plants, municipalities, that kind of stuff. So now dealing primarily in that, dealing as a, a wholesaler. So probably the question that is on everybody's mind is uh, the rising fuel costs. Okay, so whether you're, you know, buying it at the pump, whether you're filling up, getting a tanker load, uh, whatever is happening. So can you give us any insight into that? I know you don't have a crystal ball uh, in, in regard to that, but what, you know, what are your thoughts? You've been in this business a long time. What what led to kind of where we are today? Maybe what do you see in the future, Murray? Well, as you know, the last few years before, I guess about three years ago, we we had a really nice market. Prices dropped, and we actually were a net exporter. We would we had a lot of drilling going on, and uh, really was excited about what looked like to be the future. And as you can imagine, the war came along in Ukraine and Russia, and Russia was a huge exporter of oil. And as some of the other countries have cut them off from buying from them that's created a, a pretty big shortage. And anytime there's a disruption in the supply, price changes quickly. Also, when the new administration came in, I mean, they canceled the pipeline, they kind of put a big push on EV and, and all those combined. I think also COVID, as you know, a lot of people stayed home and as that has gone down and at certain points, the the demand came up again. Everybody kind of got out, got going again. So it's kind of a perfect storm. You kind of have those three things going together. And news is is terrible these days. I think you guys know in the commodities business, you know, diesel fuel kind of flows with that some. And anytime there's bad news, <laughs> the price jumps. And, and it's sad. It, we used to have some time with inventories and, you know, they wouldn't move as fast. Now we, we can actually get a price change at 11 today. We could get another one at two or three and another one at 6 p.m. It used to be daily. Now it can be multiple times a day if if things are really moving. So that, that's been frustrating because, again, as everybody's trying to plan. Hey, Murray, do you know, as far as the U.S., where we are as far as our reserves that we have on hand? Are we short or, I mean, I don't know. I've heard different things and I'm probably talking about something I really don't know very well. But uh, can you give any insight into that? Yeah, I think last time I checked, as far as the government reserves, I think we're fine. I think the problem is the output of every day that we have at the refinery capacity is, is being stretched, probably the, the worst it's ever been. And some of that, you know, we've, we've got a lot of demand. We hadn't built any refineries in, I'm going to say, I shouldn't say a time, but it's been many years. And I know that the last administration, there was one or two, I think, that got their permits through. And I think they don't start until sometime in 2023. And as you can imagine, that'll be a few years in the making. But we really need some new refineries. A lot of these are, are many years old. When they go down for downtime or if we have any kind of hurricane season, it makes it even worse. So we're hoping that that'll happen and 
soon there'll be, you know, a good bit more supply. Murray, I hear this sometimes on the news that our administration would go to the big producers or refineries. I, I'm just going to use like Exxon, for example, or something and say, hey, we want you to we want you to produce more uh, fuel to get the price down. Now, if you can speak into that. So, I mean, it's easy to say something or ask a statement. Is that possible? It seems almost like Sometimes you see, see maybe a politician blaming the oil company for the prices and they're not producing enough. They're short in the market. But can you help us with that? You know, I, I don't think that, Archie. I think pretty much they're all running at capacity. I think where, where they may say that is, for instance, the people that um, overseas, that, that Saudi and some of those places that, that set an oil price, you know, sometimes they can slow production of, of the oil, but I think when you get to the refinery point of, of making gasoline and making diesel fuel, I think the, the country's working about as hard as they can possibly work. Okay. Hey, what do you see for the future, Murray? What do you think the future looks like? You know, hopefully, um, if we don't have a crazy hurricane season, if the war overseas ends with Ukraine and Russia, I can't imagine that the price wouldn't come down drastically. Again, there's a lot of unknowns, but I think uh, that that would be the issue once we get flush again with getting all the oil we need to and Russia got back online servicing a lot of the other countries. I think that would slow things down and, and again, allow price to come back down. I think as long as that's going on and people aren't taking Russian oil and that's going to cause everybody else to spread it out. And then any blip in supply, I think they're going to use that to, uh, you know, keep the price up. Okay. 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 So Murray, so uh, you're the president of a company. You've been in business, third generation, uh, deal mainly now wholesale or whatever. And uh, so you're delivering to farmers. I mean, uh, it's been a pretty hectic summer here in Arkansas. I know you may not speak on behalf of the whole big company or whatever, but has it been busier this year on the farm than normal? I mean, we're in a row crop area, so y'all are doing a lot of deliveries, but do you think it's been busier this year than normal? Has it been a normal summer for you or what? Oh, absolutely busier. And uh, we, we've, you know, for sure had more volume that we can take care of. You know, what's kind of changed from a practical side in, in farming? Uh, you hear this around the country, but um, for us, Archie, we're dealing with trying to hire CDL hazmat tanker drivers, trying to buy additional equipment, you know, 18 wheelers and tankers that just aren't available. Um, there's less distributors. There's been a lot of consolidation over the years. You know, I don't have quite as many competitors as I used to. And so we're trying to handle all this. As you can imagine, there's been wells running for many, many, many days and hours and trying to keep up with it. So, you know, what we're trying to do is to, you know, please remind our farmers to prepare. You know, if they can get enough storage to last for a decent amount of time, the, the good old days of calling and saying I'm out. You know, we, we just can't respond that fast and neither can our competitors. You know, we're asking people to give us as much notice as they can. So, you know, I tell people if, if you can get a good deal on some tanks and, and as time moves on, if, you know, it's always a good time, at least it seems like in the winter when things slow down, you know, some people can fill up. 
A, a lot of companies are allowing you now to book fuel where you can book out in the future. And if you see a, a you know a drop, you know you can grab it, book it for a period of time. You know, I, I ask them to monitor their tanks closely because you know again if if you can call when you get lower instead of when you're out, a lot of times <laughs> you, know, you don't want pump stopping and you don't want to not be able to do what you can't, you know, you, you normally could do. So from a practical side, that's something I would, you know, remind them to, to think about as we go into the future. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would agree wholeheartedly with that. And uh, uh, to give that, I was just thinking about that to give that lead time. Cause you're right. The old days of, Hey, I'm out. Can you come fill me up is, uh, really, and in all areas of business, Murray, it's not like it used to be. You know, right. everything seems to be short. Okay, Murray. So here's a here's a, a stress and strain question for you. So uh, <laughs> you, I know you deal with industry, and you know these are large. I mean, you got eighteen wheelers and those uh, other size trucks running. But uh, what's it like being in the fuel business? Uh, the stress and strain of that dealing with people. I mean. You know, I, I'm not going to say, hey, this opportunity for you to whine or complain, because I don't mean it by that. But, hey, just tell us what an average week is like for you, uh, just what you deal with, especially in the summer like this summer. Because the farmers are dealing with it, too. Maybe got the same thing. But, you know, what, what's it like for you? You know, I, I think the, we have probably 50 trucks running every day. And uh, we're, you know, my my people are super important to me and, you know, they make me look good and they truly are, you know, I got a heck of a team, but they're tired. You know, they've worked, we can only work so many hours due to the, the DOT regulations. So we're literally running every possible hour that we can legally. And so everybody's tired. And I, I think too, from the customer level, we love giving great service. And that's hard these days when you have piles and piles of orders and, and many are needing it now. And, and so that's hard. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of been the perfect storm. We're very thankful. I mean, we, you know, again, the company's busy. We're doing good. We're very proud of, you know, our customer base. And, but I think that's been the difference is, is just, uh, you know, trying to get everybody to take their time, be careful, the heat, you know, we've had one or two guys, have some heat related issues and you know that scares me um, you know i i watch these guys go out at, at 100 and something degrees and do that all day long and you know i do man i, I can't handle that i'm a wimp these guys are amazing <laughs> how they can get on these trucks every single day and go hit it like that so again just thankful for that but but also for sure it's been a taxing year and, and because of all those reasons oh yeah yeah, and uh, I, I would imagine sometimes uh, our attitudes, our tempers may get a little short, <laughs> you know. Hey, one thing, too, I was talking with a guy just the other day, Murray, and you're right. Uh, man, anybody that's outside, where well, we are here in Arkansas, it's 100 degrees yesterday. Uh, I think we got a break coming maybe a little bit in the mm-hmm. weather, but it just, it'll wear you out, tax you on that. Hey, hey, Murray, too, for our listeners out there, hey, tell them when you became a follower of Christ, and then, two, your faith, how does that, how's that help you in these, hey, look, you, you're you a seasoned veteran of the petroleum business, okay, so this, you pretty well have been doing this your whole life, okay, we're not going to tell about how old you are, so <laughs> you've seen, hey, You've seen the ups and downs, you know, one farmer said there's a crisis every year somewhere or something on the farm, you know, but so 
explain to the listeners how you came to faith in Christ. Okay. Now as an older adult with a family and grandkids, I mean, president of a business, how does that, how does your faith keep you going? You know, I'm thankful for, for Christian parents that took me to church. I'm really thankful for a Christian camp up in North Carolina that I went to. And, you know, as a young man kind of didn't understand a lot, I was about nine, but I kind of thought you, you, you needed to be a good person and, you know, kind of was on that grading scale of, 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 you know, I wanted to be a good boy for God and saw these Christian counselors that just really modeled Christ and heard some, some messages about sin and, and about, you know, you can't earn your salvation and that Christ died for us and, and paid that penalty. And boy, it broke my heart at nine and remember that day so well and uh, gave my life to Christ and really understood that, that, Hey, he did it for me, nothing I could do to earn it. And, uh, really changed my life and, and, and really began walking with him at a young age and really had a, a fervor to, to go out and, and just do some, some things for him. And I, you know, was involved in Bible studies in high school and kind of did some praying and the Lord helped me kind of stay on a pretty good path all those years. And, uh, you know, in business, aren't you, I think one of the things that, that you mentioned, I mean, a lot of stress, um, can't help it. It's just that it being a dad, being a father, we got a hundred employees, a lot of trucks hauling fuel, which y'all know what could happen. Um, and, and I, I don't know how people do it with, without the Lord. I would, I would say this, something you've shared with me and others, you know, I'm so blessed to have a group of men that I can be honest with that we meet weekly that we can pray for each other, share with each other. Sometimes as guys, we kind of go off on our own and we uh, kind of isolate. And uh, I, I would tell farmers out there, that's not a good thing. Uh, get you a group of men that you can trust, that that will pray for you, encourage you, that you can be honest with. And boy, sharing that with others is, is big in my life, at least. Uh, it's hard to handle on your own. It's lonely at the top sometimes. And I, when I mean top, I don't mean that facetiously, but, you know, owning the company, you know, it all came back to me. And so, uh, you know, I got some some scriptures I was thinking about, Archie, from the spiritual side. You know, Paul talks about Philippians 4, that he's learned to be content with circumstances, whether it's really good or really bad. But he learned that he could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. And I have to remind myself that, you know, I can't do it on my own. And I, it was neat. I, I was opened up my little Bible app and, you know, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And I, I think about it, as I look back over my life, boy, I've been super blessed. But I have had a lot of stress and strain. And I, I, I wish at a younger age I'd have hooked on to some men. And I wish I'd have done that earlier because I probably carried some I wouldn't. And then being reminded, you know, who, who God is, um, you know, he, he's he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He, he, he handles everything. Nothing's too difficult for him. And so sometimes I probably carried some burdens that didn't need to. And uh, when you realize how much he loves you and what he did for you, you know, it ought to tell you, hey, whatever happens. I'm going to be okay. Hey, Murray, you know, you 
you brought up a very good point there. Well, several great points. Talking about the Lord, your relationship with Him, trusting Him. But again, you mentioned uh, and having that community of men, you know, small group of guys, you can, and you said you try to carry a lot of burdens on your own, you know, at different times. And so, you know, these are guys that it may be that uh, for some of the listeners out there, this is finding a group of, if you're a lady, a group of ladies or a man, a group of men where, you know, you may be the same uh, kind of affiliation group. Maybe you're farmers or farm related or, you know, or Murray. I know Murray because I know some of Murray's friends, but he's got some good friends that are just business people. You know, they're not necessarily petroleum folks or whatever, but that's some of my own businesses. Some of them, you know, are run businesses and stuff like that. So maybe find someone that you're familiar with, because again, Murray, you know, some of those guys you meet with, or, you know, and they're friends, they know kind of what you're going through, even though it's not the same business, but they understand that providing that community. Hey, Murray, if someone is listening to this and they say, Hey, uh, Murray, you sound like a good guy. Uh, I like your heart. I, I want to do business with you or business with your company. How can they get in touch? How, I mean, what's some contact information? You know, Archie, eight seven zero nine three three OILS, O-I-L-S, is, is the way to get it. And, you know, we'd love to sure talk to them if we could help them. And uh, appreciate you mentioning that because we uh, we truly value our customers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I know you do. And I, I know you personally, Murray. And uh, hey, for all the folks out there, I hope you have a Murray in your life. And I hope that you have a, a Murray that runs a business somewhere, especially in the petroleum business of all that stuff that they provide for the farming community. Hey, Murray, thank you for being with us today, man. Good stuff. Well, you're nice. And I, I love you as a brother. And I also just am thankful to share, you know, God, I look back and I continue to be amazed at how he's been faithful and and I truly want to be faithful to him because he has, has blessed me in too many ways, buddy. Yes, sir. Well, hey, to all of our listening audience out there, again, Murray Bitten, president of Mid-South Sales. Great guy. You can probably tell from the sound of his voice. So Murray's a very humble man, but he is a very smart business guy. And so if you're in the Arkansas area, well, really, too, he gave you that phone number. Uh, any of you may be in different states. You may want to uh, be introduced to the company he's associated with. You just give a call to that number. They'll get you situated, help you out uh, any way they can. Hey, a couple of things Murray brought up, though. It's very important. Just want to remind our ag audience out there, you need a community, okay? We are notorious in the farming community, being by ourselves and all that. Hey, and I just want to give a little shout out uh, at this point. If you're in Northeast Arkansas, here at the church that I pastor, we're starting a men's discipleship large group on Tuesday mornings. It'll be the Tuesday after Labor Day. It's called Better Man. It's an 11-week series. So six o'clock for all the farming community. Hey, uh, you can handle that. Uh, breakfast, have you out by seven. If you don't have a place of community or relationships, that's open to any guys. And we'll get you situated, take care of you, feed you, get you back at work or in the office, wherever you may be. That's going to come. So very important. Now, I know we got listeners in about 48 states and different countries. So very important. Find that group of people you can communicate with. Okay. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you got questions about relationship with Christ. How do I become a Christian? Can I learn more? Please email us info at agrihealth.net. Or you may be listening to this and you say, you know, Archie, I'm going through some discouragement, depression. I, I got some issues. I need someone to talk to. I don't have any friends. I don't know anybody. Again, reach out to us by email. We've got folks in different states. We can get you to the right person that you can have a conversation with. Hey, appreciate you joining us so much on the podcast. Thank you for staying with us. Many of you 
listen to us each week. If you like it, please subscribe to it. Share us with your friends and family members. Hey, until next week, keep farming and keep the faith. I'll see you then. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith. Keep the faith.